My beloved brothers and sisters in the faith, first of all, permit me to greet all of you. A very happy new year. New year 2021 is upon us. And we are truly grateful and thankful to our loving Abba, Yahuwah, because he has blessed us, each and every one of us, with his protection and guidance. And so we are truly confident we will have a very prosperous, very joyous year, despite what we anticipate that we will face and experience in this life. The reason why is because we know all about the kindness and goodness of our God ever since the very beginning. Ever since after the fall of man, Adam and Eve, God was busy in his work of restoration. This is why as his plan unfolded throughout the millennia, we know that Yahuwah eventually sent his son to die on the cross. However, he was not yet finished with his work of restoration. And so he calls people and are added to the body of Yahushua that they may become sons and daughters of God as well. We are truly thankful to Yahuwah God for including us in this process and work of restoration by calling us into the assembly of Yahushua. Because we are part of the body of Christ, we know we are the sons and daughters of God. However, Yahuwah God is not yet finished with his work of restoration. You see, God has a plan for each one of us, for all those whom he called, those he knew in advance to be his people, called to be his sons and daughters. What is that plan? What is Yahuwah's plan for those whom he called to belong to his son, Yahushua HaMashiach? Let's begin our studies in the book of Romans. Chapter 8, 29 is the passage. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters so what is Yahuwah's plan for those whom he called to belong to Yahushua, to become his adopted sons and daughters? Bible says he knew them in advance. God had plans for them in advance. What is that plan? What is God's purpose? Yahuwah, through the apostle Paul, says he chose us. He chose them to become like his son. You see, it's not enough for us to be parts of the body of Yahushua according to the plan and purpose of God. What God wants is for us to become more and more like the one who heads the church. And who is that? The son, Yahushua, our king. And so as we continue to live out our life towards its completion, as Yahuwah God restores all things, before the final coming of Yahushua, our king, we are proceeding forward to becoming more and more like Yahushua the Christ. But how can we become more and more like Yahushua, our Christ? Let's read the book of Ephesians 4, 13 and 15. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way, more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. How can we become more and more like Yahushua, who is the head of his body, the church or assembly? Bible says when we grow 
more and more in every way to become like Christ. And this is why we must not be stagnant in our work together as parts of the body of Yahusha, our king. Because if we are not stagnant, we cannot grow. And the truth of the matter is, we have a lot of growing to do. Isn't that right? Why do we say we have a lot of maturing and growing to do? That's because what we need to do is to reach the full and complete standard of Christ. How many here have met that standard of Christ? How many can say that we are like the Son of God already? Perhaps none of us will dare say that. This is why we have much growing up to do. How can we grow up? How can we become mature and become more and more like Yahusha the Christ each and every day of our life? By growing in our knowledge of God's Son. You see, we cannot become like Christ until we know all about Him and the truth that was taught by Him. This is why we need to have knowledge of the Son of God. Do you know where we can find knowledge of God's Son? Where do you think we can find that knowledge? We find it in the Scriptures. This is why Yahusha Himself said, the Scriptures speak about me. Isn't that true? Consider the Old Testament. We studied the Old Testament and continue to study the Old Testament during our Bible History Project episodes. And when we study this book of the Holy Bible, what do we quickly realize and discover? That practically every page is about who? Yahushua, our king. You see, God planned for him ever since the very beginning, and he's dropping hints about him. Yahuwah wants us to know about his plan that he conceived of in the very beginning. And even after Yahusha came to earth, when he was born of a virgin, he had much to teach us, right? This is what we're going to study as well throughout this year 2021. What are the things taught by Yahusha our king? The truth that we need to know because this is what is needed for us to become like him. The truth like what is called the Beatitudes of Yahusha. The Sermon on the Mount. The hard sayings of Yahusha our king. The parables of Yahusha our king. And even after Yahusha went to heaven, he continued to speak his message to the seven assemblies or the seven churches. We will study all about the truth that come from Yahusha. What is our purpose? To become just like him. We dedicate this year 2021 to know, to fully know Yahusha our king as our Mashiach and our chief shepherd. Is it enough, however, to simply study the scriptures, to simply know the truth that comes from Yahusha for us to become like him? Let's read what it says in the book of Ephesians 4, 21 to 24. Since you have heard about Yahusha and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your sinful, your old sinful nature, and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Is it enough simply to study the scriptures which reveal and speak about Yahushua our King for us to be like Him? It's not enough. I mean, it's good. 
that we study the book, but if the book does not produce a change in our life, then the book was basically irrelevant to us in our life. You see, the purpose of why God gave us the truth about Yahusha is not simply to inform us about Yahusha, but to transform us to become like Yahusha. What does this transformation look like? The Apostle Paul says, if it's true that you learn the truth from Yahusha, then you should have thrown off the old nature and put on the new nature. It's called transformation. What is transformation? It is deep change that is lasting and continuous. It's not change for a moment. It's not changing for good and going back to what you were before. No. Permanent and lasting change is transformation. This is the work. This is the, the kind of change that must be seen in us for us to be able to say we have become like Yahusha. But how can this transformation manifest in our life as we study all about our king? Bible says when we let the spirit renew our thoughts and our attitudes. You see, true transformation begins in the mind and in the heart. This is why we let the study of our king cause the spirit to renew our thinking, our mind, including our attitudes. We need to be Yahushua minded so that we can be like Yahushua, our king. True transformation begins in the mind. However, for this transformation in the mind to take place, which leads to a complete and radical change in our life and attitudes, what must happen first? Let's read the book of 2 Corinthians 3, 14 and 15. But the people's minds were hardened. And to this day, whenever the old covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so that they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed. Only by believing in Christ. Yes, even today when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with that veil and they do not understand. So that we can produce the fruit of lasting change and become like our King Yahushua. When we read the scriptures that preach and teach all about him, what needs to happen first? Bible says we need to first remove the veil that covers our mind and our heart. You see, that veil is what will resist any kind of change from taking place in our mind and in our heart. This is why there are people today who study the scriptures, become scholars of the Bible, but it doesn't produce that lasting change in their mind and in their heart. Why not? It's because they have not yet removed that veil. Unless one removes that veil, he or she cannot be transformed to become like Yahushua, our king. This is why before we begin and engage in an in-depth study of our king, we must begin with removing that veil. How can we remove that veil that covers our minds and our hearts? The Bible says it is by believing in Christ. And so it begins with faith. Without faith in Christ, that veil will not be removed. And so what kind of faith must we have in Christ? So that when we study the holy book, we will become more and more like him. 
Let's read verses 16 to 18. We read 14 and 15. Let's continue into 16 to 18. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. What kind of faith in Christ must we have? So the veil that covers our mind and our hearts will be removed so that we can become more and more like Yahushua. The Bible says we need to turn to the Lord. We need to trust and depend on Yahushua. If you still remember what Yahushua said, I am the vine and you are the branches. That connection between the vine and the branch tells us one thing. The dependence of the branch to the vine. Without the vine, the branches can do Nothing. There's that connection that's needed. This is the kind of faith that we need to apply. We must approach. We must turn to Yahushua so much so that we firmly believe deep inside that without him, it is impossible for us to receive the glory of our God. And this is why it begins with that kind of faith, that kind of saving faith, that trusting faith in Yahushua. And once we have that, brethren, the veil, the veil will be removed. And when the veil is removed, what happens to us? Bible says we now have true freedom in Yahushua. What is this freedom in Yahushua all about? It is the freedom that will make us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. You see, without Yahushua's work in our life through the spirit, we are stuck we are stuck in our old ways. But if Yahushua will send his spirit because the veil has been removed by means of our trusting faith in him, then we will become more and more like him. We will begin to possess the mind, the attitude of Yahushua, our king. What is the great advantage, the great blessing of having the mind of Yahushua? Let's read Corinthians 2, 14 to 16. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. For who can know Yahuwah's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things for we have the mind of Christ. If we remove the veil so that we can now possess the mind of Christ, what will we be able to do? Bible says we can now receive the truth from God's spirit. What is the great value in receiving the truths from God's spirit? It helps us to evaluate all things. Therefore, we are able to apply principles of truth, spiritual teachings in our everyday life. Isn't that good? It's really good, especially when we face many difficult things in our life. For example, this year, 2021, 
we're going to have to make lots and lots of choices. How many here like to make choices? When you think about the condition of a man's life, do you know how what determines the condition of a man's life? It's about the choices he makes, right? If he makes poor choices, what will become of his life? Not too good. If he makes good choices, what happens to his life? It becomes better. This is why the more correct and good choices we make, the better our life will be. May this year 2021 be marked with wisdom for us, meaning we are able to evaluate properly and see the difference and discern the difference between truth and falsehood, between good and bad, so that we can make good choices in our life. That's the great blessing. If we have on the mind of Yahusha, we make the best decisions for our spiritual life. What else is the great blessing? If you notice in verse 16, it mentions, for who can know Yahuwah's thoughts? And then Apostle Paul says, but we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. You see, when we have the mind of Christ, we are able to also receive the thoughts of Yahuwah our God, which means we become close to, we become intimate to our Father. This is why Apostle Paul says, because of Yahushua, Possessing his mind, we cry out by means of the Spirit, Abba, Father, to show us the depth of intimacy, depth of connection that we can have with Yahuwah, our Abba, through the mind of Yahusha the Christ. This is why we need to strive to always possess the mind of Christ. Well, what is the mind of Christ? What are the aspects of the mind of Christ that we need to ad adopt in our life? Let's read the book of Philippians chapter 2, 5 down to 8. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Yahushua, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of, of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Yes, we need to possess the mind of Yahushua. But what is the mind of Yahushua? How is it best described or summarized? The mind of Yahushua, we believe, is best described by one word. What is that? Humility, right? How did Yahushua, our king, his mind, how does it demonstrate humility in two ways? And I want you to pay attention to these two ways. What's the first way? Yahushua, according to Apostle Paul, was in the form of God, yet he took the form of a bondservant. In other words, Yahushua possessed the mind of a servant, the spirit of servanthood was in him. We too must possess that mind. We must think of ourselves as servants. We must seek to serve rather than to seek to be served. This is the attitude that Yahushua HaMashiach had. This is also what he taught his disciples. This is why when Yahushua was here on earth, what did he do with his disciples? Do you still remember the story? When he washed the feet of his disciples, he said, you need to serve, not to be served. That's the mind of Yahushua 
What else is the mind of Yahusha? How else was his humility described throughout the scriptures? The Bible says he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And before he died on the cross, he prayed to Yahuwah Abba, being a human being. He felt anguish and pain. And so what was his prayer to, to our God? He said to loving Abba, if it, be, if, it, if it is possible, may this cup of suffering pass from me. Right? And so when we go through difficult times, we too can ask our loving God, Father, please, if it's possible, may this cup of suffering, this adversity pass from me. However, because of the humility of Yahusha. What did he say after he said that? He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. He obeyed to the point of death. That's the mind of Yahushua. You know, with these two aspects of humility, we can become more and more like Yahushua, especially this year, 2021. Do you know why? Because... We don't really know what's going to happen in 2021. But there are two things that we can probably almost guarantee is going to happen. Number one, we're going to encounter difficult people. Am I right? What are the odds of you encountering a difficult person? <laughs> oh, brother, pretty high because I live with one. <laughs> Sometimes we consider even our loved ones difficult to deal with, right? Because we all have problems with our fellow human beings, right? Whether we like it or not, we interact with people. People have opinions because of the difference in opinions. Sometimes we squabble. Sometimes we fight. Am I right? Right? Not only are we going to have some encounters with difficult people, we're also going to have encounters with difficult situations in our life. Is that true? Probably. Right? In this year, 2021. And so if we have the mind of Yahusha, how are we going to face these two events in our life? Number one, if someone goes to you, maybe from school, maybe from work, maybe from the assembly, maybe from your own home, and they confront you, voices are raised, there might be some disagreements. How must we approach the situation with the mind of Yahusha? How so? With the spirit of servanthood. Instead of saying to yourself, I'm going to prove I'm right, he's wrong. No, the spirit of servanthood says what is better than being right is being able to serve this individual. What can I do? What can I say to better help this person that is in conflict with me right now? That's the mind of Yahushua. Well, how about when we face a difficult adversity in life? We can say, just like what Yahushua said, may this cup of suffering pass from me. Father, please help me find a solution to this problem. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. I want to know your will and give me enough strength in my heart to carry out that will in my life. That is the mind of Yahushua because of the mind of Yahushua. Brothers and sisters, do you know what that means? It means every time we face a difficult person in life, every time we face a difficult situation in life, we will have an opportunity to become more and more like who? Yahusha the king. By possessing the mind 
of servanthood by possessing the mind of obedience to the will of God, even to the point of death. This is why we have to preserve this mind of Yahusha in our life. But how can we do that? How can we always hold on to the mind of Yahusha so that every day we become more and more like him? Philippians chapter 4, 6 down to 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. Yahushua, how can we hold on to and preserve the mind of Christ in us? Apostle Paul says, we need to guard our minds and our hearts. Do you know why we need to guard our minds at all times? Because there's someone who's targeting our minds all the time. Who do you think that is? Who wants to rob us of our salvation? The devil. He knows he has limited time left, so he's doing his very best to infiltrate our minds. Why? Because he knows once he has our minds, he has our life. <laughs> because once he controls our mind, he controls our life. You see, the battle really takes place in the mind. You lose that battle in the mind. You're going to lose your faith. You're going to lose your spirituality. And you're going to lose the mind of Yahusha, our king. This is why we have to guard our minds from the devil. And when does the devil all the more seek the opportunity to take away our minds when we go through worries and adversity and anxieties in life. This is why in the moment of weakness, the devil says, I have an opportunity now. I can infiltrate his mind. That's what he's going to try to do. And so what does Apostle Paul teach us? So that in the event, we are in a constant state of worry and anxiety because of problems in life. We will be protected. Do you notice what Apostle Paul said? He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. You see, prayer is a weapon. It is a weapon of protection and also an offensive weapon against the enemy. This is why we need to pray. And when should we all the more pray? When we have anxiety and worries in life. And when can prayer become a protection for us? Apostle Paul says, tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And that's the secret, brethren. When we are able to pray to God and say to God, Father, this is what I need. I'm worried about this. But I know that you can do all things, and so I pray to you. But as I pray to you, I thank you so much for all that you have done. You know, when you pray that kind of prayer, prayer coupled with thanksgiving, with a grateful heart, a gratitude, a spirit of gratitude, what happens? What shall we receive? The Bible says we have peace. Not the ordinary peace that you think about. This is the peace that comes from God. And how effective is this peace that comes from God? It will guard. It will guard your mind. It will guard your heart. This is how we can preserve the mind of Yahushua so that we can live and become more and more like him. How else can we preserve and guard our minds? Let's read 2 
Corinthians 10, 4 down to 5. The weapons we use in our fight are not the world's weapons, but God's powerful weapons, which we use to destroy strongholds. We destroy false arguments. We pull down every proud obstacle that is raised against the knowledge of God. We take every thought captive and make it obey Christ. How else can we guard our minds to protect ourselves from the adversary of our faith? Apostle Paul says we need to destroy false arguments that are raised against the knowledge of God. Brothers and sisters, we live in the world that is not Bible friendly, right? We live in the world that is not Christian friendly because many people dismiss the Bible. Many people dismiss even the existence of God. And so they raise arguments that can cast against the knowledge of God. This is why people, especially our children, ever since they're young, they have been exposed to ideas and philosophies that counter our faith. Bible says we need to protect our minds. How so? We need to always use God's powerful weapons so we can destroy these false arguments. What are the powerful weapons of God? The words of God, the principles of scripture that we find in the Holy Bible. This is why we invite you, brethren, if you have any questions, bring those questions to us so that we can study them together, so that we can use the words of God to destroy false arguments raised up against the knowledge of God. Especially now, many people are thinking, you know, I believe in evolution. Therefore, God doesn't exist. The Bible is not really from God. It is a man-made book. And so it's not really inspired. There are many things that may counter our faith. We need to destroy these false arguments with the power of God. How else can we guard our minds? Apostle Paul says, take every thought captive and make it obey Christ. You see, we need to be mindful of our thoughts. We need to be aware of our doubts. And when we think about our thoughts, we need to surrender them to Christ. In other words, we need to let Christ influence our thoughts instead of letting the world influence our thoughts about Christ. This is why when we Think about what our thoughts, the ideas in our mind. Let us take every thought captive and make it obey Christ. How do we do that? We're going to read an example here in the book of Mark, chapter 9, 19 to 27. This is what it says. Yahushua said to them, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy but when the evil spirit saw Yahushua, it threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Yahushua asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire or into the water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean if I can? Yahushua asked. Anything is possible. If a person believes, the father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. When Yahushua saw the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. 
Listen, you're, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said. I command you to come out of this child and never to enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said, he's dead. But Yahushua took him by the hand and helped him to his feet and he stood up. You know what we read to you? Brethren was about a boy who was possessed by an evil spirit. And because of the evil spirit, it manifested itself in the physical condition. Convulsions being led to the water, to the fire. And so it's not safe for this boy because of that evil spirit. Now, who wanted the, evil, the boy to be cured of his problem, of his sickness? Why, of course, his father, right? He wanted him cured. The father who wanted his boy cured, did he have faith? Yes or no? Yes. He had enough faith to bring his child to the disciples of Yahushua, hoping and praying that he would be healed. But was his faith enough? Obviously not. Yahushua says, you faithless people. Perhaps he had enough faith to start something, but not enough faith to carry it to its completion, which happens to be the problem of many people today, right? A lot of people today, they have enough faith to start something, but not enough faith to complete the work God wants them to complete. You see, right now, we're going through the process of restoration. It requires faith to begin. It requires more faith to continue and to finish that work. This father who lacked faith, what could have caused his doubts? It could be because his child had a severe condition. It could be because the child had this problem for a long time now. And so when you have a problem that's severe and a problem that lingers on, Perhaps you begin to resign to that problem and say to yourself, this is not really going to be fixed. And so you begin to doubt what manifested the doubt of this, this father. He said to Yahushua, help me, have mercy on us and help us if you can. And so Yahushua said to him, what do you mean if I can? Anything is possible if a person believes. But this is where we need to put our focus on right now, brethren. The response of the father. What did the father say? The father said, I do believe. But help me overcome my unbelief. You see, he had faith. But he also had doubts. And when he acknowledged his doubts and he went to Yahushua being honest. That was enough for Yahushua. What did Yahushua do? He cured the boy. Helped him up to his feet and he stood up. Brothers and sisters, if we're going to be honest, a lot of us are like that father, right? We have faith, but at the same time, there are some doubts. And so what must we do when we have any kind of doubt, no matter how small, how big they may be? We need to address those doubts. How? We need to go to Yahusha, our king, and tell our king, Lord, I do believe but help me to overcome my unbelief. There are some stumbling blocks in my faith. These are the things I'm thinking about, I'm worried about. 
These are the things that cause me to doubt. Help me to overcome them. And then wait for Yahusha to give us his answer and his strength. Brethren, do not ignore those doubts. Why? Because if we ignore those doubts, it will destroy our faith. However, if we address those doubts, it will strengthen our faith. Go to your king. Perhaps when you go to your king, Yahusha, about your doubts, it will not be as dramatic as this. Perhaps Yahusha will require us to wait. But that's good. You know why? Because in the process of waiting, we become more and more like our king. Because during these times when we process, when we wait for the answer, when we surrender our thoughts, make them obedient to Christ, it is during these times of waiting, during times of adversity, that our faith becomes stronger and deeper. And we become more like Yahusha. So brethren, don't give up. If you're facing something difficult now, don't give up. Take them to your king and ask your king to help you. But never, ever give up. Why must we never give up when we go through adversities in life, no matter what they may be? Let's read the final passage of our studies today. The book of Romans 8, 28 to 30. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. Brethren, one of the most difficult things to do is to wait on God and to wait on the Son of God. But waiting is very powerful. Because in the process of waiting, Yahuwah and Yahusha, they're working in our life transforming us from the inside out. You see, there's no shortcuts to transformation. We have to go through adversity. But what will God do with adversity? What will God do with the things we face in life? The Bible says God will cause everything, the good, the bad, and cause them to work together for our good. So that we can become like his son, Yahushua. Sometimes we will not understand the meaning of this until we take some time to look at our life in retrospect. Because if a person is in some difficulty right now, he cannot see God's purpose in it. But when you look at your life from the history of your experiences, then we can say to ourselves, now I understand. This is why this happened 10 years ago. This is why this happened five years ago. God caused it to work together for our good. We cannot see that now. But God can. And he knows. He knows things we don't know. God sees things we cannot see. This is why, brothers and sisters, when 
we're facing any kind of life-changing problem and adversity. Why not give your life to God and say to God, Father, this is my life. I feel my life has been shattered into many pieces. Bring those pieces into the hands of God. He will put them together, make a better version of us. Because that's what he does every day, every moment. He transforms us. He wants to make us like his son. But to do that, sometimes it requires adversity. Brothers and sisters, look at the Bible. How did Noah become Noah? How did Moses become Moses? How did Job become Job? How did Daniel become Daniel? How did the apostles become apostles? It was through adversity. You see, in adversity, God is able to shape them. God is able to make them to become the people he wants them to be. Brothers and sisters in faith, if we will go through adversity, if we're going through them now, perhaps we're going to say to our loving father, Father, if it be possible, take this adversity away from me. But not my will be done. Your will be done. If we're able to say that prayer to our God, God is able to use that adversity to shape us, to make us better people, stronger, more and more like his son. So brethren, do not give up. Instead, surrender yourself to the hands of God. Let him form you. Let him make you to the person that he envisions for you, for you to become like his son. And in the end, when all is said and done, what will happen to each and every one of us, we who have become the sons and daughters of God? Bible says, having given us right standing, he will give us his glory, the kingdom of heaven. He will be with us. He will bless us. And we will have that victory where we will be by the throne of God, by his, by our king, Yahusha, and our creator, Yahuwah God. Let Yahuwah God shape our character and our life. Let us surrender ourselves to him that we can be as he envisions for us. To become like Yahusha, which begins by being Yahusha-minded. Thinking the same way that Yahusha, our king, thought, possessing his attitudes as well. Let us stand, brethren, and we shall pray together. Loving Father. Yes, Father. We come before your presence now. Yes, God. We thank you for your blessings. Yes, Father. Because when we look back. This past year, yes, there were many events, experiences in our life, yes, which caused some of us to ask the question, why is this happening to me? Yes, now we know that you permit adversity, yes, difficult times in our life, yes, because you aim to cause them to work together for our good, yes, according to your purpose, which is to make us just like your beloved son. Amen. And so we surrender to the process. Yes, Father. We surrender to you because we trust you. And when we give ourselves into your loving hands, yes, you will shape us to become the people you want us to be. Amen. Thank you so much for caring for each one of us. Yes, Father. So much that every single experience in our life yes, has meaning and purpose for all of us. Amen. Help us to trust you, Father. Yes, Father. Help us to keep believing. Yes, During times when 
we feel like giving up and losing hope. Yes, Father. We ask you to please show yourself to your people. Yes, Because we are but human beings. We cannot possibly fathom the work of your hands. Yes, we don't know what you intend for us. Yes, Father. This year 2021, we know, perhaps can be a difficult one, more so yes. than last year. But we are prepared to face all things. Yes, Father. We only ask that you please be there by our side. Yes, Do not let go of our hand. Yes, walk Father. with us, O oh Father. Yes, we Lord. can walk through all things, no matter how dark they may be. Yes, so long as we feel your loving embrace. Amen. That is enough for us, loving Abba, yes, to be in your presence, to be by your side. Amen. Father, have mercy upon those yes, who are physically afflicted. Yes, Heal us all of our sickness. Yes. Bless us with wisdom yes, that we may possess the mind of your son. Yes. Yahushua, our king, yes. we will study the truth about you yes, and the truth that comes from you yes. that you have taught your disciples when you were here on earth. Even in heaven, sitting at the right hand of Abba, yes. you continue to guide and teach us. By faith, we receive your instructions, yes. your whispers in our hearts yes. that guide us in making decisions that we can know the will of our God. Yes. Thank you for your fellowship. Yes. Yahushua, our King, we beg you. Yes. Be with us at all times, yes, especially when we pray, yes. because when we pray, we long for the presence that come from the spirit. Yes. Give us, please, your spirit. Yes. Help us that we can remove the veil yes. that covers our minds and our hearts, that we can feel your presence fully in our life. Yes. This will inspire us every day to keep going no matter what. Amen. Remember your disciples all yes. over the world. Yes. Each of us have our own challenges. Yes. We approach you by faith. Yes. But we ask you, please help us to overcome our doubts. Yes. We have faith in you. We believe in you. If yes. there are any remnants of doubt, we address them now. Yes. We bring them to your attention. We will wait for you to act. Yes. We will wait for you to work in our life. Yes. Please do so. Strengthen us with patience yes. and help us to fully trust in what you can do for Amen. your servants. Father, thank you so much for listening to our prayers today. Yes, Continue to guide us in all that we do, yes. that we can all reach our final destination and stand before Abba, before you, O oh God, to be able to receive your blessings. Amen. We ask and beg everything, loving Abba, in the name of our Lord and Savior, our King Yahusha HaMashiach. Amen. Amen. Grace of salvation of Yahusha HaMashiach, yes. the love of Yahuwah Abba, yes. and the fellowship of the Ruach Kadash yes. be with all of us now and forever. Amen. Amen.